Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are starting a brand new journey and something I'm super passionate about. I've called it simply apostolic leaders. I've been preaching quite a bit uh, over the last couple of weeks in different places just about what it means to be an apostolic church. Do not lose the passion for the nations, the passion for church planting. We're called to be a going people. So as I've been talking about what it means to be an apostolic church, the spin-off of that is, well, What kind of leaders does an apostolic church need? What are apostolic leaders? What are some of those key characteristics that would make us effective and productive in an apostolic church? So simply what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is look at seven key characteristics of the leadership style of apostolic churches. So if we trust in God to be a mission-based church, a church with big vision, planning churches that are prepared and willing to plant other churches. Well, let me start with three things that we cannot be. Our leadership style cannot be, number one, it cannot be hierarchical in its thinking. You cannot be apostolic and hierarchical in your thinking because hierarchical type leadership, if you think about someone sitting at the top like a king, like a dictator, is all about control. If you have a heart that wants to control, you have to be involved in everything, making all the decisions, hands on all the time, micromanaging others, keeping people down, you can't go and will stay because hierarchical leaders need to stay at home. They need to be in control. The the church or organization can't work without them. And so I hope you see that, that they just clash. They cannot coexist. You cannot be hierarchical in your leadership thinking and be apostolic and going at the same time. Secondly, you can't be democratic in your leadership style and apostolic at the same time. Let me explain why. Now, It's good to get the perspective of people. David was an amazing leader. He was the king, and yet he would confer with his leaders, with his generals. He would listen, but he didn't take a vote on the most popular option. Democracy at its heart is keeping the people happy. What does the majority of the people want to do? In the kingdom of God, we are a theocracy, not a democracy. In other words, theo, God is the one who decides what we should do, not the people. The problem with democracy is built on people pleasing. Now, to To be an apostolic people is not comfortable. Remember the apostolic call given to Abraham, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household and go to the land. That's not something most people would vote. Oh, I want to do that. And so the heart of being an apostolic people is doing what God has called us to do and not what the people want the church to do. That's why, once again, uh, democratic leadership and an apostolic people are normally completely opposite each other. We cannot be completely democratic in our thinking and apostolic at the same time. And thirdly, we can't be, well, no leadership type people or weak leadership. To be apostolic means to be vision-based, to have a passion for the nations, for going. It requires boldness, rise, courage, some of these characteristics we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. And the problem is if there's no leadership, if those that God has called to lead his people don't lead, then guess what happens? People will find some other leader to lead them. People need leadership. They want leadership. Remember, God has called us sheep. Sheep need a shepherd. So if the leaders that God has ordained to lead don't lead and lead strongly, then the people will find their own leader to take them where they want to go. So in other words, we can't be weak leaded and apostolic at the same time. So I hope that makes sense. There's a little bit of a foundation. If we're going to be apostolic leaders, we cannot be hierarchical in our thinking. We cannot be democratic in our thinking. And we cannot have no leadership at all. So what do we need? Well, just one characteristic I want to start with today. It's the most obvious one, but the most powerful one. Apostolic leaders are passionately in love 
with Jesus. There is no greater motivation, there's no more critical motivation in life than a passionate love for Jesus. And it's the loss of love for Jesus that is the most dangerous condition for a church in the world. Remember Ephesus, we studied that in the book of Revelation. That was how the church was brought to its knees. This powerful base church came crumbling down because the leaders were busy. They were doing kingdom things, but they lost their love for Jesus. Passionate love for Jesus. Each week I want to give you an example. And my example this week is Paul, Paul the Apostle. And what I love so much about Paul is I think he probably had the greatest revelation of Jesus than anyone. Even the apostles who walked with Jesus, they knew Jesus, son of man. But Paul was caught up to heaven. He had these incredible revelation moments. He encountered Jesus on the road. He didn't just know Jesus and the stories of Jesus, the man, but as the son of God, this heavenly revelation. He he heard things, saw things that he wasn't even able to express or allowed to express. And yet Paul wrote this. He said in Philippians 3, 10 and 11, I want to know Christ. Isn't that amazing? The one who knew him best wanted to know him more. That, that should tell us a lot. He said, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. He endured so many hardships, his battle scars, his nights at sea, his shipwrecks, his stoning. He endured all of that because of his undying and passionate love for Jesus. He was constantly more and more in love with Jesus. The one who knew Jesus the most wanted to know him more. We are responsible for the level of our love for Jesus. Not the pastor, not anyone else. You, you and I are responsible for our level of love for Jesus. If you're not more in love with Jesus now than ever before, then we need to repent. And so I've got three questions for you. What I want to do differently this time is pose the questions and then try and answer them briefly as well. So question one, are you more in love with Jesus now than you've ever been before? Number two, if not, what are you going to do to repent? And then thirdly, if you are, why? What are you doing that is keeping you so in love with Jesus? And very quickly, I can honestly say that yes, after 33 years of following Jesus, I'm now more in love with Jesus than ever before in my life. And so do I need to repent? No, not now. But in all honesty, there have been seasons in the past where I have had to repent. And upon reflection, it's normally because I've lost my vision. I've taken my eyes off Jesus, lost vision for the call of God in my life. And then that loss of vision is soon replaced by a distraction which steals your affection. And every time I've lost love and passion for Jesus, it's because I've allowed something else to begin to steal that affection in my heart. And so what am I doing personally as I've reflected on? Well, there's two things mainly. Number one, I want to keep growing my revelation of Jesus. That's what drives me. I want to know Jesus, not just know him in my head, but know by revelation, Jesus, my shepherd, the true vine, the bread of life. I want to know Jesus more and more. And the more I preach him, the more I pursue him, the more I get to know him, the more I love him. And secondly, God's got an apostolic call on my life. And I believe it's true for me, like it's true for you to keep on going for Jesus, not to settle, but to keep pioneering, to keep going. As we go, we grow. It's been true for me. And I believe it'll be true for you as well. So my friends, leaders, number one, apostolic leaders are passionately in love with Jesus. I know it's simple, but it's critical. May God give us that heart in Jesus' name. Hope it helps. Look forward to next week. We'll be looking at part two. Until then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.